happiness. For years, I've thought about the question, where does happiness come from? From a business perspective, I've started and eventually sold four alarm companies, a wire and cable wholesale company, a self-service car wash, and 38 years of rental properties. But out of all seven of these, only one really brought me happiness. It was a company called Diasec Incorporated, an industrial alarm company, by far the most stressful and hardest of all the companies I've ever worked on. So why, when I look back over all these years, did it seem to bring the most happiness? Well, I've been thinking about this for a long time, so I decided to make a little study in it as to what is happiness. Merriam-Webster's dictionary says, happiness is feelings of joy and pleasure, but those vanish as fast as they come. The John Lennon of the Beatles, he sang, happiness is a warm gun. But a warm gun is what ended his happiness at the age of 40. In the Peanuts cartoon, Lucy says, happiness is a warm puppy as she hugs Snoopy. I'll agree to that. I used to think that happiness was not pleasure, it's victory. But happiness is often a mirage of pleasure. It's disguised as happiness, but when you reach it, it's gone. Buying toys, such as cars, clothes, jewelry, drinking alcohol, using drugs, new sexual partners, awards, cake and ice cream, these all produce pleasure and brief happiness, but then it's gone. If you win the game, you're happy, but that also means the game is over. Let me give you an example. Say a kid is suddenly given $50 from his dad. He is happy. He shows his friends the $50 he got and starts thinking about all the things he's going to buy with it. But then, a couple hours later, the dad gives his brother, who's almost the same age, $100. Suddenly, the first kid is no longer happy. Did his money get taken away from him? No. Can he buy less than what he originally could with his $50? No, but he's no longer happy. He feels upset and says that's not fair. Well, according to psychologists, happiness is not possible without taking responsibility for yourself. So you should never pursue happiness. Enjoy it when it comes, but don't go after it. But doesn't our Constitution guarantee us the right of the pursuit of happiness? Well, yes, it guarantees us the right to pursue it, but not the happiness itself. If you were an actor, you could pursue and buy a real Oscar statue from an old actor, but you would be happy only for a moment. It would be a short-lived happiness because you didn't earn it. You didn't take responsibility for it. Happiness is always found in the uphill journey itself, not the destination. A feeling of hope in the future. As you act on your plans towards a worthy goal and start seeing some positive results, that is what produces true happiness. This is where responsibility comes in 
Unless you take responsibility for your part in the accomplishment of a goal, then the happiness will go to others, not you. Taking trivial risks and small goals is fooling yourself. You are biologically and psychologically made up to not be so easily deceived. Your mind knows when you're taking it the easy way, and it knows that you're not really making any progress. Yeah, the same thing is, is seen when I go to the gym. Every time I go to the gym, I live in a small town now, and this is a small gym which is made up almost entirely of old people. And they come in there, and every single one, they'll set a weight machine at 10 pounds or maybe 20, and they move it back and forth, push it or pull it, and they're doing just enough so they feel a little bit of exercise in their muscles but not very much. And what progress do they make? None. They might be staving off a little bit of atrophy of their muscles in the future, but not very much. So they're not going to feel very happy with their accomplishment. Aristotle said to be happy means to be self-sufficient. Well, you can't be self-sufficient unless you take as much personal responsibility as you are able to do. I knew a, a teacher, she was a student instructor in college in a sociology class, and this girl was probably 22 or 23, I would guess, and a few years earlier, she had been hit in a car accident by a drunk driver. She was driving, and a drunk driver had run into her car, and she was now a quadriplegic. She could uh, talk and eat and everything, but from her neck down, she was completely paralyzed except for one thumb on her right hand, which was advantageous because she used that to move her electric wheelchair around, which had a big table in the front of it for her to do her work. This girl was completely dependent on others to go to the bathroom, to eat, to put her clothes on, even to turn the page on her book. She was completely determined to have a life, though, so she was going to make the best of what little she had left. She took responsibility for herself and what she could do. And she was a happy person. Every day you could tell she just delighted in what she was doing and that she was able to do it. This struck me at the time that how can somebody be happy when they're so totally dependent and imprisoned in their own body like that? Well, it's review. Happiness is the journey uphill to a worthy goal of your talents and abilities. While you take responsibility for success and failures, the goals make up your purpose, the plans and actions are the risks you take, and the responsibility equals your commitment. Purpose equals risk times commitment. But we are social animals. We thrive on working together on a shared goal Everything is better when it becomes shared. A set of struggles and victories. We must have people who join with us, who care about what we do, who help us or encourage us, both in the good times and the bad. Well, to throw a monkey wrench in this explanation of happiness, here comes a, a philosopher named Arthur Schopenhauer, a German, in the 1700s, I believe. And he advises us to refrain from seeking lofty goals, 
and says instead that pleasure is is found by the reduction of pain. He cites Aristotle, who taught not pleasure, but freedom from pain is what the wise man will aim at. Happiness is but a dream, and sorrow is very real. Well, this seems quite depressing, yet its truth is unavoidable. If your bad tooth is infected, little else matters until it's fixed. Without your health, you have nothing. You should heed this counsel and strive to reduce the chances of pain as much as possible. You do this by your dieting and exercise, by having insurance, getting a good education, having lots of friends and family to support you, living in an environment that is conducive to your growth and happiness. As my father used to say, never take an avoidable risk. Those foolish actions with uh, great risk of pain and only slight character or slight chance for benefit are what can ruin you. Well, what do psychologists say about happiness? Stephen R. Covey, Stephen R. Covey argues that the desire to sacrifice what we want now for what we want eventually, that's what produces happiness. It's the process of working towards and sacrificing for a lofty goal with the support of others. Covey also explains that building your character is the root that nourishes success and happiness. Well, why was it that this company, Diasec, seemed to make me happy and I didn't realize it at the time? Well, let's see if it has all of the components that psychologists say are required. Number one, it was definitely made up of lofty goals. I was trying to break into the industrial security market to, to repair and install complex yet very interesting security systems far out of my league at the beginning. I was definitely pushing myself, myself to the limits of my abilities, which caused many sleepless nights. Sacrifice? I sacrificed freedom. Working 24 hours a day, on call, seven days a week. Nice things would have to wait for a more prosperous future. Four, I had family and employees who shared in the struggle and benefits. Both my parents were working in the company. My brother would help us. It was a shared opportunity and a shared responsibility. Our one good employee and a few of the other part-time employees also shared in the, in the goal of making our company successful. I was doing work that I felt was important and challenging. After a few years, my skills and financial resources and personal contacts allowed for even greater growth. Hard times, but so many memories of shared victories and a vision of the future goals. By contrast, when I sold Diasec Incorporated and moved to a small town, I started a new little alarm company called Marshall Signal Company, and I had it for seven years. I was in Diasec for five years, and in those seven years of Marshall Signal Company, which went back basically to little home alarms, small businesses, and an occasional pig farm security system, there was not much challenge anymore. My mind knew that this was not challenging. I had no plans and hopes to make it much bigger than it could be. This is a small town and I was alone. 
My father was no longer with me. I had no one working with me. I didn't have any employees at the time. And I didn't have any real long-term goal. It was just a source of income. Well, let's summarize what it means to become happy. One, first build your strong foundation to reduce chances of pain in the future. Two, build your character, honesty, and integrity. Three, have challenging goals that interest you for a long-term journey. Four, find others to share your journey with, but take full responsibility for what you contribute. And five, don't focus on being happy. It'll come on its own with shared sacrifice and commitment to your climb. Now, please listen to this podcast again and ask yourself better questions each time. This is Stanley Diaz. Thank you.